our training as therapists, the type of work we do on the internet is very anti the type of training we get in our academic in the academic institutions, which are changing. It's changing now, mm-hmm. but it's hard for therapists to make that shift to being a public figure when we are so used to being in an office, closed door, private. So yeah, I think in order to succeed, you do have to be able to make that shift and not many therapists aren't able to do that. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. If you've been listening this year, you know that we've hit 1,600 episodes at the beginning of this year. We're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes around certain categories, topics, or as I like to call them, business pillars that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners just like you, what I like to call the CB Nation architects who are looking to level up their organizations. This month, we are focusing on CEO hacks and CEO nuggets. This is by far one of my favorite questions I asked on the show. In other words, I asked, what are the apps, books, and habits that make you more effective and efficient? Those were the CEO hacks. And then I asked for a word of wisdom or a piece of advice or something that you might tell your younger business self if you were to hop into a time machine. And those were the CEO nuggets. That's what we'll focus on this month and some of the top ones that can instantly impact your business. I love all the questions, but with every episode, I felt I would walk away with something I could look at and implement right there to save the precious resources, time and money. Or I would also learn about the advice, tips and tidbits or tools of the trade on how to level up our organization. So you'll hear some of these this month. So sit back and enjoy this special episode of the IMCO podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCO podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Dr. Zoe Shaw of the Dr. Zoe Show. Dr. Zoe, it's awesome to have you on the show. Awesome. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you on. And what I want to do is just read a little bit more about Dr. Zoe so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Dr. Zoe is a passionate practitioner in the field of clinical psychology. She is licensed as a psychotherapist and divides her time between her family life, clinical practice, virtual life, and relationship coaching, speaking, writing, and hosting her podcast, The Dr. Zoe Show. Dr. Zoe enjoys writing about women's issues and is a contributing writer to Your Tango and The Grit and Grace Project. She recently launched her Ask Dr. Zoe column at The Grit and Grace Project, an online women's magazine. Dr. Zoe, are you ready to speak to the IMCEO community? I am so ready. Awesome. Let's do it. (laughs) So the first question I had was to hear a little bit more about your CEO story and what led you to start your business. I think I have been an entrepreneur since birth, but I was never really willing to accept it. I never really saw myself as an entrepreneur. I never really saw myself as a business owner, but everything I did probably from the minute I graduated from college was entrepreneurial, much more than my colleagues who were going and working at hospitals or traditional psychology practices. And so my journey was really probably more about 
being willing to accept that's who and what I am. And so I started out in private practice. I was pretty young when I first started and I had to learn all about marketing. I had to learn about networking. My journey really started creating my own private practice. And then I went to creating a group practice where I was hiring other therapists to work with me. And yeah, it just took a couple of years before I was like, okay, I guess I really am a business owner. <laughs> this is really what I want to do. And I don't ever want to be employed. There you go. Now that makes perfect sense. So I wanted to drill down a little bit deeper and hear how exactly you are helping the clients that you work with, hear a little bit more about your practice and of course your podcast. As you mentioned, I work very hard on balancing mom work life. And so I've got four kids at home, five all together. I also homeschool. And so my journey has really been about focusing on that balance. And so over the years, I have started practices and I have stopped practices because of things that were going on in my life. And so when I came back about six years ago, I discovered the internet as a vehicle for my business because before that, I started 20 years ago in business. And so I stepped onto the internet as a platform for my business, which is amazing. So as a therapist, I am no longer just constrained to a brick and mortar building, although I do have a brick and mortar practice. I really only work in the practice about once a week. The rest of my practice is online. So I do video therapy with people all over the world. And I have really honed my brand down now. So I focus more on working with women who are what I call in the thick of it, who are busy mamas. Usually maybe they have their own kind of side hustle or they are entrepreneurs themselves or they're working. They have husbands or partners and they're in that time of life where things are super busy and they're trying to balance it all. And my goal, really my passion is helping women find that balance in their lives and what I call harness their superpower and share it with the world. And so that's my niche right now. And I do therapy in office and virtual. And then I also am a speaker. So I'm a motivational speaker. I do that as well. And I write and have my podcast. So my podcast was really just birthed out of the work that I do. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. As you mentioned, with the the evolution of the internet and, and, and just industries in general, a lot of times your practice and whatever you're doing will pivot along with the trends of that industry. Mm -hmm, without a doubt. And I think, though, the problem, especially for people in my arena, is that it hasn't pivoted. Mm -hmm. They're still yeah. <laughs> really trying to do things the old way. And I speak to so many therapists. And I know that it's twofold because in our training as therapists, the type of work we do on the Internet is very anti the type of training we get in our academic in the academic institutions, which are changing. It's changing now. Mm -hmm. But it's hard for therapists to make that shift to being a public figure when we are so used to being in an office, closed door, private. So yeah, I think in order to succeed, you do have to be able to make that shift and not many therapists aren't able to do that. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I wanted to ask you for what I call your secret sauce and some people have called it their superpower, but what do you feel sets you apart and distinguishes you? I think one of the things that really does set me apart is the fact that I do focus so much on balance and I feel that I've been able to attain it really well. Now, what I do know is that I probably have a larger capacity for stress than maybe most people do. But I think because I do, I can also help teach other people how to deal with theirs, manage it, and in some ways really harness it. So I'd say that's one of the superpowers in terms of my business. 
as a person individually, I think my superpower is really empathy and my belief that all behavior makes sense in its context. And because of that, I don't have a sense of judgment when it comes to people and people feel that when they interact with me that I'm not judging and so I'd say that's my superpower and allows me to really help people and get into where they are in their present accept themselves and when you accept yourself then you're able to actually show yourself to the world and everybody has their superpower but a lot of people cover it a lot of people don't have any confidence in it and are fearful of really expressing it so when you're in a place of non-judgment it helps you to be able to harness that. Yeah. And from what you were talking about, how you felt that you've always been an entrepreneur, but you just started mm-hmm. to accept it. Often they have something that they might've been doing since they were a kid or since they were birth. And then they're not necessarily stepping into that because like you said, they might be nervous or scared or some reason why they're not stepping into that. Yeah, without a doubt. And I think that on a professional level is certainly a strength that I have, or I should say a journey that I have walked. And then on a personal level too, I am writing a memoir right now. And I know that my process of writing my memoir has also made me a better therapist because I have my own life history and issues with shame behind them. And so many people do. And so many people have difficulty really being authentic because they don't believe that who they are as a person is valuable and worthy. And so my process of writing the memoir has also taken me on an additional journey and I can therefore, of course, help others on their journey as well. Awesome. 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 What I wanted to do was switch gears a little bit and ask Mm -hmm. you for what I call a CEO hack. And this might be an app, a book or a habit that you have, but it's something that you feel like makes you more effective and efficient as an entrepreneur or business owner. Absolutely. As a CEO, we have so many functions and we are doing our business, right? There are things that we have to do to actually sell. So for instance, for my work, I am a therapist. And so I have to be doing therapy in order for the money to come in and the business to work. But sometimes we don't put a lot of time in the running aspect of our business and we don't schedule that in. So for me, I set aside Fridays as my day that I do no therapy. And all I do is focus on the running of my actual business. So for me, that has been a game changer because before I was doing it here and there and when I had time and stuffing it in. And now I really have set aside a whole day to dedicate. And when I first started doing it, I felt, oh, it feels like a waste of time because I'm taking a whole day and I'm not making money on that day. But what I realized is when we talk about that shift, there's that shift, almost like this catapult that when you start to really invest in that way in your business, the money Money comes in other places. The other simple thing is Planoly. So for any of you guys who are on Instagram, I just love Planoly. It's an app that plans out all of my posts. And the cool thing about Planoly is that you could schedule out posts for the whole month and it automates your whole Instagram. And you can not just schedule the posts or the pictures or the videos, but also the text that goes along and the hashtags. And so that's been a lifesaver because I don't have to spend my life on my social medias. I can take a block of time, do it, and know that it's going to be automated. And then I'd say maybe a third one that a lot of small business entrepreneurs have a difficult time with is delegating and 
putting money and other people helping you because it's our baby and we've grown it ourselves. And there's a sense, at least for me as a recovering control freak of I got it. If I don't do it, it's not going to be done right. And so when I hired my personal assistant, it was two things, investing money and somebody else helping me, which was difficult. And then also letting go of my process and how things had to be done. And that was another shift and catapult in my business was hiring other people to help me do things. I love those. And, but I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget. And this is a word of wisdom or piece of advice. So if you can hop into a time machine, what would you tell your younger business self? I think I would tell my younger business self to not be afraid and to allow my creativity to be a part of my business. And the times that I have tried different things and not been afraid to try different things, I've had crazy successes, but I've also had some flops and a game changer for me and my business and really in my personal life as well happened when I read this book called Rejection Proof by Zhao Zhang, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. And I think any business owner, any entrepreneur needs to read that book because as much as we are go-getters and we are hustlers and we're, we have some fierceness about us, I think probably all of us have that fear of failure, which sometimes drives us as entrepreneurs and rejection. And that book changed my life, which is actually why I have my column at the Grit and Grace, because he really talked about his journey to entrepreneurship and his need to fight against that fear of rejection and really by not being afraid to put yourself out there and have the asks. And after I read that book, there were a number of things that I was just like, okay, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go for it. Even though I'm scared, it's a whole field of fear and do it anyway. Right. And that's how I got my column at the grit and grace project is because I contacted the owner and said, and I'd been writing for them for a while. We had a relationship. I'd been on their podcast and I said, Hey, listen, I have this idea of doing this column, which I think could be a win for both of us. And we got into negotiations and it happened. And I never probably would have taken that step to do that. And that's just a small one, which has actually just had great dividends in my practice. But yeah, so I'd say if we were talking about a hack, that book, being willing to step out in fear is probably one of the biggest little nuggets as an entrepreneur. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is mm -hmm. the definition of being a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show and redefine exactly like what it means to be a CEO. Being a CEO, for me, it really means freedom. And it means that I get to choose my life and I get to choose how my talents are expressed in the world. It's about freedom, but also it's about creating something that's larger than yourself and no knowing clearly what your mark is on the world. Yeah, it makes perfect sense because if you're clear with, I think, your purpose and your goal and why you put here on this earth to a deeper degree, then mm -hmm. you can start to make decisions in alignment with that. Absolutely. And I love that you just talked about the whole failure aspect because on my podcast, every episode, I started out with my personal failure and my personal win of the week. And I do that specifically for the same reason that you just talked about, because I want other women to recognize that our failures are important and we have to honor them because 
because we learn from them and nobody is perfect. And that whole, you know, concept of superwoman, my podcast is about redefining what that means because there is no superwoman. So I love that Sarah Blakely, you said, Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, that she, yeah, that she talked about her father doing that. And that's exactly what I do on my podcast. And I encourage other people to do that instead of trying to ignore and push away those failures. Let's look at them, take them out. What have we learned from them? Let's honor them as well as our successes too. We've got to do that too. Absolutely. That makes perfect sense. And Dr. Zoe, I truly appreciate you for taking some time out of your schedule. What I want to do is pass you the mic just to see Mm -hmm. if there's anything additional you want to let our readers and our listeners know, and then also how best people can get a hold of you. And of course, subscribe to your podcast. So people can get a hold of me. All of my social media is Dr. Zoe Shaw. My website is drzoeshaw.com and check out my podcast, which is the Dr. Zoe Show, Redefining Your Superwoman. Instagram is the best place to connect with me. All my stuff is on there too. Little word of wisdom, consistency. Too many people give up. And that poem, Never Quit, I believe is the time name, talks about how the fact that too many people give up right before they They were really getting ready to reap all the benefits of their work. I love it. And I appreciate you, Dr. Zoe. I appreciate everything that you're doing. And I appreciate your time, obviously, today. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.